Our scripture comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the marks of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sometimes I feel bad for Thomas. Because Thomas bears the brunt of so much of when we talk about not having faith. That we've got the term a doubting Thomas. And sometimes we get it in our head that Thomas was the only one who had doubts. But when Jesus first appears, he says, peace be with you. And apparently they didn't exactly settle down because he has to say it again. But he shows them his hands and his side. One of the first things he does, he's in the room and he shows them. And they all see. They all see it and they go, well, he is risen. He's back. He's with us right now. And poor Thomas isn't there. They tell Thomas, they go, We saw the Lord. He was with us in this room. He says, I will not believe unless I get to feel the wounds. If I can put my hand in his side, if I can feel where the nails were, then I will believe. But what you're saying is so crazy. I know he was executed. I know that they crucified him. They nailed him to the cross. They took him down. They put him in a tomb and they rolled a stone over it. He's dead. He's dead, as dead can be. He's in a tomb. I can't believe what you're saying unless I see it for myself.
And we like to think that, oh, well, Thomas is stubborn. Thomas is doing something that I would never do. But Thomas does something that we all do a lot more than we would like to admit. And it's because what Thomas is doubting isn't so much that he's doubting that Christ could rise. He's doubting his friends. He's doubting people. Because it's people who are telling him this, and it's people who are trying to convince him, and he goes, look, not to offend you guys, but I'm not going to believe it unless I see it for myself, because I don't trust what you're saying. So when Jesus shows up again, he goes, well, look, look, touch my wounds. Feel my son. And Thomas answers, my Lord and my God. And he says, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Happy are those who believe without touching, without seeing. I think sometimes it's easy to say that we have faith in God. I can look around me and I can see all of the creation that God has made. I can think of my own experience and know that God has touched my life. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in me. I feel Christ in my life. I know they're all there. I have faith. I believe, even if I haven't seen Christ. Even if I have not felt his wounds, even if I have not put my hand on my side, I believe. And we hinge our faith on that belief. We hinge our faith on faith in God and faith in Christ and faith in all that God can do. And then we hesitate to have faith in each other. We hesitate. And we go, well, you know, I have faith that God will see me through, but, you know, I I don't know if Kenny's going to see me through. I don't, I don't know if he's going to have my back in this, so I might have to just be a little extra careful. And you know, we, we go, well, I'm just being cautious because I know how people are. Well, I'm just being cautious because I don't know if I have a reason to have faith in other people. And the problem is that the two ideas don't exactly mesh. Sometimes we will say, well, I have faith that God is going to see me through. I have faith that God is going to take care of me. If God can take care of the birds out in the field, if he can take care of the flowers and the trees and all the animals that are out there without a home, without a roof over their head, but they're still fed, well, surely God can take care of me. And God says, okay, well, I'm going to use some other people in that. And we go, oh, Oh, well, no, I have faith in you, not not those people that you're trying to help me with. And we hinge our faith on God alone helping us. Not on God using his people to help us. Not hinging it on having faith in 
our brothers and sisters in Christ, who share in our faith that God is going to see us through everything, that God's steadfast love endures forever, that we have been set free. But we're hesitant to have faith in each other. Though we die with Christ on the cross and Christ lives in us in our own resurrection, too often when we approach each other, we go, well, you know, I'll believe in what you're saying. When I can feel the marks of the nails on your hands and I can put my hand in your side and know that you are being truthful about your faith. We demand a sign from our brothers and sisters because we want so desperately to be like Thomas and say, I will not believe unless I have some sort of proof. And some of it is we want to be comfortable. We want things to be what we expect them to be. We want things to fit into our scheme of things. That if God calls us to go out and do something, we want it to be straightforward and for God to go, well, go help this person and you can watch and they're going to do exactly what you expect them to do. And so we get ourselves up and we've got a full faith that God is going to do what needs to be done. And we find somebody and he says, I'm hungry, I'd like something to eat. And we go, well, here's some money, go buy yourself something to eat. And we sit and we watch and they go and the first thing they buy is a pack of cigarettes. And we go, well, well, God, that that wasn't what I expected at all. How can I give to people if they're just going to do things that aren't part of what you need to be done? And we stop trusting. Now, here's the problem. What we are expecting isn't God to work in whatever ways he's going to work in. What we are expecting is a result that makes us feel good. What we are expecting is a result that makes us feel comfortable and a result that lets us relax and go, well, I did something good and I saw it done and now I can sit back and relax. There is nothing comfortable about the cross. Christ doesn't ask us to take up our cross and join him because it's going to be a pleasure cruise. He asks us to do it because he knows it's going to be hard. That sacrifices are going to be made. That if we are going to live a life resurrected in Christ, if we are going to live with Christ, We have to let go of some of these controls. That if we are going to give, we give because we have faith. Not because we have faith that we will see an immediate reaction that makes us happy. We have faith that God is going to take care of things. We have faith that what we do, what our part is, is what God needs us to do. If that means being kind to somebody who hates us, it means being kind. 
If it means loving an enemy who would see us dead if they had the chance, it means loving an enemy. If it means trying to help the poor even when they don't seem to want to use our help for what we think they need, that we help because it's the right thing to do, because God wants us to do it. Loving an enemy is not easy. Praying for somebody who is trying to persecute you is not comfortable. Watching somebody squander something that you give them to help them is frustrating. But if there's anything that I have learned about God, it's that God works in mysterious ways. God works in weird ways. God works in ways that I could never fathom to understand. Sometimes that straightforward path is not the one needed. Sometimes that path goes out and back around behind the barn and it goes way out there somewhere and it comes back and it doesn't look anything like what it left as. But it looks like what God needed us to do. And that's the hard part. That if we are going to believe that God's will will be done, we have to have faith that God will see it through, even the parts that we don't get. If we are going to have faith that God is going to be there for us no matter what, we have to have faith that God is going to put people in our lives to help us to get there. And we have to have faith in them. We can't sit back and say, I will not believe because I haven't tested them. We say, I will believe. I will believe because God gives me a spirit of strength. God gives me a spirit of hope. God gives me a spirit of determination. I know some people may fail me. And that's okay. And it's okay because I can forgive them. And I can forgive them because I know that God is with me and I know that everything will still be okay. Now this doesn't mean that we recklessly throw ourselves into every situation without any thought about the consequences. I'm not going to say rush into traffic and begin yelling at everybody that they can be saved because chances are you're going to get hit by a car. Don't put the Lord your God to the test. It's probably not going to end well. But, you know, we can't always be on the defense. What's the worst that can happen if we give to somebody? It's that they have something they didn't have before. And that they know somebody cared enough to notice them. Whatever happens after that, we can leave that in God's hands if we have to. Maybe... That day, they don't use whatever we gave them the way we saw fit. But maybe that moment leaves an impact. It leaves a mark that grows and grows and grows and grows. That a seed of faith is planted there. And then it may take a long time for that seed to fully grow into a tree that bears good fruit. But the seed has to be planted. Faith has to be there. 
we have to be willing to believe that God will be there. Not just in our lives, but in the lives of all the people that we meet. In the lives of everyone. No matter what we personally may think about them. No matter what doubts we may have. If we have faith in God, then we need to be able to have faith in each other that God can work through others. If we expect God to work through us, if I expect God to work through me, a sinner, someone who doesn't deserve God's love and God's mercy, but I've experienced it. And if it's there for me, then by God, it must be there for everybody. And it means I will have to believe that I can cast my doubts aside and place my trust, even if I can't fully place it in each other, I can place my trust in God that he will help me to trust as much as I need to. That I can trust one another, that we can do God's work together. Because I know that God will see me through. That I don't have to feel the nails in each of your hands to know that you are with Christ. I don't have to put my hand in your side to know that you have taken up your cross and that you have been reborn with Christ. Because I believe that God will see me through. And if God will see me through, God will put people in my life that will be able to help me to do God's work. And if God's going to put people in my life, then I need to trust that God is going to put people in my life that actually can help me. People I can trust. People I can believe in. People I can believe in because they believe in the same God I believe in, in the same hope I believe in, in the same love I believe in. And that I can put my faith that God's will will be done wherever it needs to be done. Because my faith is in God. And if my faith is in God, it is in God's people. And if all, all the people of this earth have a chance to be redeemed by God, then in some way, I will believe that all can be saved. That all can be beneficial to God's kingdom. And I will believe. Amen.